I'll, I'll be honest, it's not sexy. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to the Brand Boost Podcast. Uh, today, I've got a, a special guest from Morning Brew. It's a newsletter that I've recommended. If you follow me on social media, you've seen me recommend this newsletter numerous times. And for 21 of you, you've actually taken my uh, advice and signed up for the link because I can see that. Uh, the founder of the newsletter, Austin Reef. Austin, what's going on? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, uh, you know, in a day and age where everyone is trying to do video and podcasts and every other type of media, what made you want to start a newsletter? I'll be honest, it's not sexy, uh, <laughs> but we, we, we actually lucked into it. We, myself, my co-founder, Alex, uh, we were at college, we went to University of Michigan in the business school. Uh, and we want to help our friends just stay up to date with the business world. We saw them struggle to resonate with the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, The Economist, and we had no means at the time, this is 2015, we had no means at the time to uh, create video content or, or audio content wasn't so big, and we thought, what better way than a daily newsletter? Uh, and so it really just started out as a side project, but it wasn't sexy and still isn't, but it, it, it's a very effective way to communicate ideas uh, and create a one-to-one -one relationship with subscribers. And you say it's not a sexy idea. Uh, I have to say, you know, being in the land of the Buckeyes right now, I, I don't know. Ooh. I, I'm not sure that we should continue this podcast. Oh, that's rough. I, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have come on. Yeah, this is, this is a little awkward right now. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Really cool though. Um, and then you guys just hit a million subscribers about a week or two ago. Yeah, a couple right. weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and then you just launched a new newsletter, Emerging Tech, which I signed up for this morning, by the way. Um, what what made you want to expand a newsletter? Like, what? Tell us a little bit more about the vision of of where you see this type of media growing or you specifically, Morning Brew specifically? Yes, so right now we offer one product. We've been heads down, extremely focused on creating the highest quality daily business newsletter. Uh, but we get a lot of inbound emails, you know, thousands over the course of the week, and they fall into two main buckets, one of which is launch a podcast, which we can discuss later if you'd like to, but I'm not that interested in creating a general business news podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing we, we, we get a lot is... I love Morning Brew. I love the tone. I love the wit, but I work in marketing. I work in tech. I work in finance. I wish I had a Morning Brew for X. And so after enough email, I said, hey, what's our core competency? Our core competency is creating and delivering the highest quality emails there are. And so let's do more of that. Let's give, give our subscribers and, and people who maybe aren't our subscribers who who would like this form of content, but perhaps don't want general business news, let's help educate them. Uh, so we've stuck with our core competency in email. Uh, we launched Emerging Tech. It's launching Tuesdays and Thursdays, early afternoon. And the hope is this goes really well and we're able to educate people in, in every field, marketing, healthcare, retail, real estate, uh, you name it. Uh, so it's, to me, what's fascinating is that you are able or you have been able to grow and sustain something. I mean, let's just be real. It's really simple. I mean, you are taking news that's happening and you're putting your spin on it. The writing is great. You, you know, the spin you guys put on it is fantastic. And I say a spin, that's probably not the right word. Um, 
the way you guys kind of tell the, the, the stories of the news of, of those, um, you know, what you decide to report on, it's fantastic, right? That's what keeps, I know that's what keeps me as a reader coming back. Cause I like, I like the tone, like you just mentioned. Right. And so, um, you know, what, I guess, I guess, what is it to you to continue building a newsletter? Like, what does it mean to you to keep building this particular type of media? Yeah, this is, bad, this is, it might our, be a bad question, but. No, no, absolutely. This, this is, this is our connection with our audience. So we see this as the first of many connections. Uh, we think email is really important because very few media properties out there, potentially only uh, newsletters and podcasts are opt-in one-to-one relationships where you really feel like you're having a connection uh, as opposed to if this business was built off of search or built off of social media. So it's, it's extremely important for us to continue to grow this audience for no matter what we launch in the future, whether it's more newsletters, whether it is podcasts, events, uh, you know, products, whatever it may be, there's no better way to get the word out there than this, uh, core newsletter. And we, we see now companies, uh, whether it's direct to consumer companies, which are hot, but some of them are struggling because all they're doing is just paying for users on social media. Uh, they're not really creating content to have daily or weekly connections with their, their users, or they weren't. And we see a push now from putting all your dollars into Facebook and Google to now launching media. So lots of uh, media companies are launch, or sorry, lots of direct consumer consumer companies are launching media properties uh as a way to connect with their readers or their consumers you see that like will that continue to trend that way will we see more uh direct to consumer brands moving to media or do you think that's just the the hype right now because it's working or, or like is that something that that will die like, give me a little bit more of your prediction yeah. on that i mean how long before cuz i mean Right now, everybody's a media company or everybody should be a media company. And that's kind of the thing you hear. How long before that changes? And it's like, all right, this isn't going to work because it's been saturated. Yeah, well, I think we're at the very beginning of this, actually, of direct consumer companies really making a push into, or just, you know, CPG product companies in general, making a push into media. Just for the longest time, you could be an Instagram brand or a brand that just grew on social media. But with rising prices, with saturation, it's tough. I see a general convergence of commerce and media. And it's gonna be interesting to see which media companies can thrive in commerce and which commerce companies can thrive in media. And and perhaps there's gonna be a lot of of M&A in the space and coming together. And and some companies, some product companies or direct consumers saying, "Uh, I'm sick of spending tens of millions of dollars on Facebook or Google, let's instead I partner create a media company to get lower and lower CACs. Uh, and I see that happening a lot. And, and I don't just say that with media companies. I, I think you can kind of bucket influencers and media companies in one. Uh, there really isn't that much of a distinction these days between an influencer and a media company. Tell me what brands are really doing that well, uh, creating media. Which... Uh, Direct consumer companies are creating media. Yeah, yeah. which which direct to consumer companies are doing a great job of of building a media brand now. Yeah, so I think, and this one, I think this is the best one. But they they kind of went backwards with what Glossier did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it absolutely crushed it. People are insanely passionate about that brand. Uh, 
Uh, I read a blog post recently about, um, uh, I believe, uh, Perfect Keto and their podcast and doing really well. Uh, but I don't think there are many. I, I know Casper tried but struggled. And again, I think it's just the beginning. I think people are really making investments now. Uh, I saw one recently. It may have been a a swimsuit company that's launching a podcast. I can't remember exactly which one, but I'm really interested to see which ones can thrive in this space because a ton have tried and a ton have struggled. So we'll see. Uh, I, I'm glad you say that some some have struggled because who would you say this type of media, like either building a media brand or building an unsexy newsletter, like who is it not for? Or are there brands that maybe shouldn't stay away, that should just not even bother? Like, you know, I, with me and my clients, we don't always tell them like, yeah, this type of production is what you need. Because you know what? Being responsible, I'm going to say, no, you don't always need X, Y, or Z. This is the right path. So right now, if someone comes to you and like, we're going to start a media company, what would you, like, what would you warn them about in trying to jump into media? Yeah, I don't think you can half-ass it. I, I, it's, it's a commitment. Building an audience takes time. It takes effort. It takes thought. And just thinking you're going to toss up a random podcast, not look to promote it, not hire someone for audience development, and people just come listen to your podcast is unrealistic uh, or read your newsletter. So I do think it is a big commitment. I don't think companies are really, truly willing to make that commitment. Uh, and we'll see who really invests in it. I think the ones who really invest time, effort, money into it have an actual chance of succeeding. What type of investment goes into... We'll jump right back specifically into the newsletter. What does it take for you to continually do this? Like, if I'm, I'm going to be a little cynical here. Isn't it just a computer and like whatever space you need? I just type it up on a laptop and I'm good to go. Like, what exactly goes into building this type of media property, specifically your newsletter? Like, what are you guys doing to consistently invest? Yeah, so you are correct from a cost perspective. It's it's a, it's a very high margin, low cost business, which is why uh, it's pretty attractive. And that's why a lot of media companies who maybe aren't focused on newsletters are adding those on because they are really attractive uh, assets. But uh, we sent this thing out five days a week and now six days a week for three years now. So when I say investment, that's what I mean. It, it wasn't an overnight success. It took, uh, a I would estimate probably about a thousand days from the first newsletter sent out till we hit a million. So that's a lot of time. It's also a lot of, uh, we, we, we grow, we, we work to grow this thing. We have a referral program. Uh, we look to get the word out there. We look to partner with companies. We do paid acquisition ourselves. So we are also certainly reinvesting time and money back into the, gro uh, the growth of the list itself. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned paid acquisition. Where does most of your acquisition come from? Yeah, so we have been very successful at launching this referral program. Uh, the referral program being everyone who signs up gets a unique link. Uh, like you mentioned actually uh, earlier on in the podcast, yep. uh, everyone gets a unique link. And if you get three referrals, you get our exclusive Sunday edition. If you get five, we'll mail you stickers, 10 access to a Facebook group, 25, a t-shirt, so on. That's been extremely successful for us. Accounts for at least 20 to 25% of our growth, depending on the month. Uh, but in terms of actually paid acquisition, uh, we look to go where our audience is. Our audience is on average a 28 year old living in a coastal city. And those people are on Instagram. 
And so that's a platform we really look to, to grow a lot on uh, from a paid perspective because that's where our audience is. We spend less emphasis, we have less of an emphasis on Snapchat, for instance, because the audience is a bit younger. Uh, so we spend less time focusing on growing that. I know we're uh, running against a little bit of a time crunch here. So the last, uh, I guess my last question or my last thing that I want you to answer is um, give us your top three tips. If someone's going to start today from scratch and they, they're like, I want to start a newsletter. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to jump into. Uh, top three tips to starting a newsletter today. It, it, all, it all backs into what your goals are. Uh, so you're trying to make money off it, trying to build a personal brand, but uh, just high level. Number one, it's consistency. You can't say you're going to launch it daily and then miss every third day. <laughs> number one, we see it all the time. Hey, I'm launching this newsletter. I'm launching that. I'm going to do it every day, uh, five days a week. Uh, even if that means starting off two days a week or three days a week, you have to deliver people the content when they expect it. Yeah. Two is it has to be differentiated. It can't just be the same as everything else. So for us, it's wit and humor combined with really high quality business news. Maybe for other people, it is uh, reflect. I actually met with a company that writes a sports newsletter uh, geared towards females. Uh, and that's an interesting take uh, on a newsletter. A lot of people call it like the skim for sports, let's say. Uh, and that's really interesting. But it has to be unique. And the third thing is you have to have a plan to grow it. Very rarely do these things just take off. It's not, it's not an overnight success. Right. So whether your plan is to invest a ton of time and effort into it uh, or partner with a company to help you grow it or figure out a way uh, to grow it, it's not just going to grow on its own. Emails in general are not products that you generally share with. You don't normally take your, an email you get and toss it on Facebook or tweet it. You do a little bit of that, but email is pretty intimate which is great from a monetization and a relationship standpoint, not great from a growth standpoint. Sure. Austin, I really appreciate you taking some time today and talking a little bit about Morning Brew. Um, I, I wish you guys success because, like I said, I read it, so I, I enjoy it coming every day. And uh, it's, it's pro it, it is my favorite newsletter. Um, makes me a lot smarter. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Love to hear it. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, a link to Morning Brew, my personal link, yes, I will get credit for you signing up, is going to be in the show notes, or you can go to vincenzolandino.com forward slash Morning Brew. That'll bring you right to signing up. Austin, have a great one, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, you too. Take care.